Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So this may sound different. I now have a laptop that I'm using. It's a M2 MacBook Air, not the Pro, <laughs> I wish, but no, it's just this one. It is a great laptop. I love it. Um, so yeah, it's going to sound different. So now I also have more screens that I can do to write notes and talk, go like that. So, as I said, I would be gone for a bit. It was sort of longer than I thought. Jet lag hit me hard when I got back, and I just didn't feel well. So, yeah. So, right now, most episodes are going to be training camp updates. So And there is a lot of them so far. So, I'm going to talk about the update and pretty much say what I think about it and what implications they may have for the next season. So, we'll get right into it. So, one of the bigger stories right now is Julio Jones, free agent for a while, finally signed for a team, and it's probably the most expected signing, I feel like, even though most people would be like, oh no, you can't really expect it. I mean, the Bucks have been signing guys who were either at the end of their prime or just older for a long time now. So, Tom Brady, who is in his prime still, I'm not saying he's not in his prime, was signed there. Gronkowski got signed there. Um, he's retired now, of course. Antonio Brown signed there. Julio Jones now signed there. So I thought it was one of the most predictable picks, uh, pickups I've seen. I didn't think the Packers would pick him up, and they pay him around eight to ten million dollars for the season, which I think is insane for his situation right now. I mean, he is probably. One of the better receivers, I can't say the best receiver of a decade, but one of the better ones because when Calvin Johnson retired, he was still playing amazing. Right now, he is, I feel like, sort of extending his career longer than he should have, having 434 yards and one touchdown in his last season that he played. He played 10 games, so he didn't even play a full season. But in 10 games, that is pretty much 43.4 yards a game and only one touchdown. Now, He's not been one of those receivers known for getting, like, 20 touchdowns or, like, a ton of touchdowns. But he has been, like, an absolute, like, jumping over Luke Keekley and grabbing jump balls. I mean, he's been one of the best receivers in our, like, last 10, 15 years in the league. But the most touchdowns he's gotten in a season's 10. He has 61 touchdowns since 2011. Pretty much averaging, having 10 seasons played pretty much. He averages about 6.1 touchdowns a season. He hasn't hit over 10 since his second year in the league. And so, yeah, I mean, he's not the type of uh, receiver you would sign to get touchdowns. You would sign him to uh, take up double teams, throw it up there, and expect him to get it over pretty much any corner. Maybe not Jalen Ramsey, Jair, maybe AJ Terrell. But he's a guy who you would expect to pretty much bully the not only younger receivers in the league, but also probably the less experienced and smaller corners. So I think it's a good pickup depending on if A, he could stay healthy because he hasn't had a full 16-game season since 2018. And that was the last season he had, like, monster numbers. Now, 2019 wasn't bad. He had 1,400. But 2018, he had 1,600 yards and eight touchdowns compared to 2019 being about 1,400 yards and six touchdowns. But, yeah, the last two seasons haven't been favorable. Hasn't had a full season since then. Because 2019, he did only play 15 games. 
Now, that's not like only 15 games. He just missed one game, but in 2020, he missed uh, seven games. Wait, wait, I'm not sure they had the extra game, but 2021, he missed seven games. So, he technically missed 14 games over two seasons, so that may be a cause for concern because he is getting old. He's 33. And he is also probably out of his prime, which is pretty fair to say. So, good signing, I think. Uh, you don't want him as a receiver one, but seeing the guys they have around um, Tom Brady right now, he could be probably a good receiver two at the moment because I think it's Godwin is coming back from the injury, I believe. One of the biggest uh, main guys is coming back from injury, but Scotty Miller is also there, so he could teach Scotty Miller a thing or two. But, I mean, Scotty Miller is in a great situation, having three great receivers on the team. So, yeah. Next bit of big news is Ryan Jensen. Um, he looks like he just ended his season with a bad knee injury. Um, yeah, I mean, he got carted off. It didn't look good. Most places are saying that he's feared to have a season-ending injury, which is not good, as I believe Ali My Pet retired as well. Um, yep, he ended. He is retired, so the Bucks are now going to be a little bit low on offensive line. Just seeing that they just lost Ryan Jensen, Ali My Pet retired. And now, they do still have Tristan Wirfs and Alex Kappa. But, I mean, it's not looking amazing at the moment. Now, having Tom Brady will help you. But, having such a dotty offensive line, I do believe J.C. Treader is still a free agent. If I'm going to check that quickly. But, if J.C. Treader is still a free agent, which he's, yeah, he is. Um, he may be a good guy to pick up, but the Bucks did sign Julio Jones to a pretty big contract, which seems like almost sort of a mistake at the moment because J.C. Treader is still 31, and he has been a good, solid, if not, like, elite center for, uh, not elite, but he's been a great or a good center for most of his uh, career. Played at the Packers till 2016. Had a pretty big contract in Cleveland. He played alongside Joe Thomas for a bit. And now he's a free agent. He is the uh, NFLPA's president. So I don't know if that's going to help or not. But I'm now also reading stuff. It's like, oh, he could be signed by the Bucks. I think it would be a good signing for the Bucks. I do like J.C. Treader. I sort of am mad that the Packers didn't pick him up. But the Packers do have an off, very young offensive line respectively, compared to most teams in the league. So I would think it would be a pretty good signing to sign J.C. Treader at the moment. But we got to see what's up with the Bucks cap because who knows what's going to happen. I mean, he may take a minimum to go play there to just be on a team, or he may be saying, like, I know my worth and I want to play. I will, I'm expecting more to play. So we'll see. But, yeah, Tampa Bay, that's not good. So next up, Carlos Dunlap did just sign for the Chiefs, which I don't know how, how that will work because Carlos Dunlap used to be really good. And, I mean, of course, he's out of his prime. Um, he did just play with the Seahawks after being with the Bengals for over 10 years. Um, at the Bengals, he was a stud. I mean, he played well. He got, like, 
He got 13 and a half sacks in his best season. He did have six and a half sacks in 2020 when I believe he got traded. In 2021, he did have eight and a half sacks, so he could still be a pretty good centerpiece of a defensive line if you want, but he is going to be 34 soon. Um, let's see exactly when. Yeah, he, he will be 34 by the end of the season. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure what I think about the signing. I mean, he still can play. He's not like prime Carlos Dunlap, 2015-16 type Carlos Dunlap, but he will still hopefully get the Chiefs nine sacks if he is starting. But issue is the Chiefs are much, much, much weaker than last season. And that's mainly having so many young receivers. And one of the main guys, I forget the name, I think it was, I think it was Ross, I believe, being out now possibly for the season with surgery. I think it was foot surgery, if I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, and you do still have Sky Moore, but outside of that, you don't really have much. You do have an elite tight end, um, Travis Kelsey, and you have a rising star in Patrick Mahomes, or maybe even a star at this point because he's very good. But right now, you also got to work on the defense because the defense, I'm not sure how good it's going to be. Um, It could be good. I don't think it's going to be that good, but yeah. Carlos Dunlap, also one thing about him, he is going to be pushing to 100 sacks this season. If he gets four more sacks, he will be hitting that 100 sack number. And, I mean, that will be a great achievement for him. We just have to see if he does play. Because sometimes these veteran signings, he, they don't even make it through training camp. So, we just got to see if he does make it through training camp. And I mean by going through training camp, I mean that he doesn't get cut. It doesn't only mean injuries. But, yeah, I feel like it is a good signing if he does make it through training camp and he stays healthy. But if he doesn't, it will just be a waste of a space. Ah, you can't really say a waste of a space, but I I think it's not a bad signing. But the only issue is he is getting $8 million, so it looks like most likely, unless if he does awful or there's some injury concerns, he will make it into the team. But otherwise, you got to hope that he somehow turns on the Jets and finds prime 2016-2015 um, Carlos Dunlap. Otherwise, you're spending $8 million on someone who well, where money could have gone somewhere else. So, yeah. Small thing here. Something we have noticed more in training camp, if you've been watching highlights or just the players running out of the tunnel, is they have these things called guardian caps. So now for most positions, they are mandatory for training camp, which it sort of makes them look goofy a bit, but it should help with CTE type stuff because, I mean, this NFL's been under blast about CTE stuff with Sean Jackson, I believe, who passed away. And uh, Aaron Hernandez, CTE, all that stuff. So, we'll see. I mean, if it helps the players stay safer, and because if this helps a lot, I mean, any help to this is good. I mean, if it even helps like 0.1%, I think it's good to have them wear it. I mean, it will feel different for the rookies going to wear these and then having to go into like games without it. Because, I mean, 
having anything different like that could affect it. Because pads, they've been using all their careers from like, uh, from like being in middle school playing football to being in high school and in college. So this is just something completely different. And I don't know how much weight it puts on. I don't know if it's like a pound, five pounds, probably not five pounds, but we'll see how it goes. But mm, I hope it helps. Next up, second round pick from the 2019 draft, DK Metcalf just signed a huge extension. Now, the thing that I've noticed in this extension is that it's only a three-year deal. So he will be signed till he's 27, which I don't know exactly why they would do three-year deal. Um it is a big contract. I mean, he's getting $72 million, So he's making that money. But, I mean, he has been improving. I mean, technically, 2021, he had much less receiving yards. Now, I believe Russell Wilson didn't play the full season. or He wasn't good by the end of the season. He did start off elite at the beginning, but then he slowed off. But he did get 12 touchdowns, more than he had in any other season in his career in football and, and and the NFL but right now I think a three-year deal is sort of not that smart because I just don't see it working in their favor because the thing is he's going to have two years and then he's going to be on his last year of his deal and then he may stall out again and say I want a new contract and I mean it could be um, DK Metcalf saying he wants a three-year deal because they are in a rebuild right now the elite quarterback room of Drew Locke and Geno Smith, uh, like that sarcasm, by the way, um, may is not going to help DK Metcalf. Um, and they throw not throw well throwing balls the whole time at him. It's not going to help him. He may see a dip in productivity this season. Targets probably not, but if he's getting throws that are off target from going from a probable Hall of Famer to Two guys who are being thrown around football teams left, right, and center. Actually, I mean, Drew Locke just got traded there, but Geno Smith has been thrown around the league ever since he entered with the Jets. Um, seems like Geno Smith is winning the battle right now. But if I was DK Metcalf and I want to be probably a top receiver and still make good numbers on the... Um, not only stats-wise, but, like, in the bank, I would have probably requested a trade. Because, I mean, for Tyreek Hill, it sort of was an L trade, not trying to be, like, rude. But, I mean, he goes from Patrick Mahomes, who's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, to Tua turned the ball over, who has, who can't, barely can throw 50 yards. I believe he has the same amount of 50-yard throws as Mohamed Sanu, or an ex-Bengals receiver. I believe it's Mohamed Sanu. And, I mean, if it is, that is really embarrassing because, I mean, you're a quarterback, especially because he's a lefty quarterback. Not sure if Tyreek Hill has played with that, so there's a whole different playbook of probably slants, hooks, and stuff like that, not just going six yards down the field and having Patrick Mahomes throw a dot to you. I mean, if he was going from Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers, or Patrick Mahomes to Russell Wilson. It's one thing, but he's going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. That's like going from a Lamborghini Aventador 
to a Toyota, uh, any Toyota at this point, even a Supra. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to end up well for him, I believe. I really do think that Tyreek Hill is going to see a deep decrease in his stats, and I feel like DK Metcalf will as well. Because a lot of the receivers in the league right now moved around. Uh, you had Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams thinks he's going to another Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, he's just trying to gas him up. But, yeah, uh, more on DK Metcalf, I feel like his stats are going to go down by committing, staying short, uh, medium-term on the same team. I mean, if, if, long-term would be six years, short-term maybe one or two years. So, I mean, I don't think DK Metcalf is going to do well, but we'll see. Next up, Kyler Murray. So he signed a huge contract, and now there was some sort of news about it that there was a um, study clause, independent study clause, which pretty much means that the um, Cardinals don't believe he's really studying on his like homework, what he needs to do. So, I mean, that's not really a good look on both sides. One... It sort of shows his Cardinals don't believe in him as much, that he's doing what he needs to do, sort of a Demarcus Russell type thing, where he didn't start, like do his tape. He was sent an empty tape, and he said he watched it, which he t couldn't. But, yeah, I mean, Calamari, it also sort of shows possible um, work ethic problems. But, I mean, we'll see. But his contract's huge. It's uh, worth up to 230 and a half million dollars, uh, guaranteed 105 million at signing, and 160 million guaranteed for injuries. Um, it's also got weight goals and other goals, and one of the goals is a study, um, thing, the study thing I talked about. Um, now I'm not 100 sure what I think about Calamari signing back. I mean, I did have that football card from him, which was. Worth a lot, but now looking that I am the same height as Kyler Murray, and I know I can't look over six foot four, six foot five, three hundred pound lineman, and that he hasn't had a elite season yet in the NFL, which you could say that. I mean, technically speaking, he's only had one elite season since college in general. That was twenty eighteen Oklahoma. Um, he has been inconsistent. He always starts off seasons hot and then cools off. Same with the whole Cardinals. I mean, last season wasn't horrible. 24 touchdowns, 10 picks. But he's been averaging over 10 picks a season. He did have a 100.6 passing passer rating with 24 touchdowns. But, I mean, that's 24 touchdowns. He had so many good weapons. He had good running backs. He had an eh, offensive line. He had good receivers. I mean... He lost a couple receivers. I don't know if they drafted a receiver. I can't remember at the top of my head. But, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I don't know what to think about this because technically he did sort of have a drop-off. I mean, sack-wise, he hasn't been sacked as much since his rookie year, which is good because he got sacked 48 times compared to 27 and 31 in the last two seasons, respectively. But in 2021, he didn't play as much after the Packers game because... He did get injured. He missed about three games for that, which, I mean, was his first time he actually missed games. And then when he played in the playoffs 2021, that was really bad. 
137 yards, uh, 40.9 pass rating, with two picks, no touchdowns. I mean, yeah. Um, the only time he led the league in any statistics was his rookie year, and that's in sacks. Um, Picks-wise, he's had 34 picks in his first three seasons, which is over 11 picks a season. Now, I may be a little picky with that because my quarterback's been Aaron Rodgers since I've been a Packers fan. Now, Brett Favre, I wouldn't be able to be picky with because he threw so many interceptions, but Aaron Rodgers throws three to four interceptions a season. So that's like way more than I remember. And one of those picks wasn't really his fault, I would say. The A.J. Green, Sewell Douglas thing, but he did. He was injured. Uh, it was obvious after he just went down and then had training staff come to him and then he missed a game or two. I think he actually missed three games from that. But regardless, um, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, his average passing yards has gone up by 0.8 since 2020. And that's gone up a whole yard since his rookie year. But, yeah. I mean, 2020 he did have 11 rushing touchdowns. Now he only had five this season, so he went down by six, which is insane. Um, so even overall touchdowns, he went down from about 37 to 29, which is eight eight touchdowns, eight tutties. I mean, he went from eight and eight to nine and five. So as a starter, now I believe they went ten and seven. I believe. I don't remember correctly. But, yeah. I don't think it's the best of signing. I do believe they should have done it. No clue what happened. Just cut me off. But let's go. keep going. So, he does have a five-year deal. So, I'm not sure what that's like. I'd have preferred a two, three-year deal. Gave him about the same amount of money. And said pretty much prove it. Prove that you deserve the extension. Like an actual long, longer-term extension. Just because his stats first couple seasons weren't that promising. Um, even a fifth, just a fifth year term and just tried to convince him saying, we'll give you a huge contract if you do well. And I mean, who knows? I, I don't think he's going to be worth the contract. Just because he's also so small, I don't think it's going to go well. But we'll see what happens. I mean, he could have also gone baseball if he really... I think maybe. I, I don't know. But, yeah. Not the, like... Because I'm just thinking of it in a way that... you To win a Super Bowl lately, not including the Eagles, you're going to need a elite quarterback. Like, elite, elite. You can't have a uh, average to above average quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You're going to need a elite quarterback and you need a guy who wins and I don't know if Kyler Murray can do that now I could look at like an absolute bum and they go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl then I'll look like a bum but right now the last couple quarterbacks who've gone to the Super Bowl or even won the Super Bowl have been Matt Stafford Tom Brady and I mean like I that's just Kyler Murray put if you we're getting Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, and Tom Brady. It would be Matt, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Kyler Murray. And I don't think it's that close between Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray at the moment. Could be in like five years' time when Matthew Stafford's a backup quarterback at age like 43, when maybe even retired at that point.
But I don't know. I, I really can't tell what's going to be up with Kyler Murray. He could be out of the league in five years. Who knows? But, yeah, I think it's money not well spent at the moment. But if he does good, he'll prove me wrong. But I think at the moment, the Cardinals did make a mistake, in my opinion. Just also because of how many good quarterbacks are coming through college football right now. So, who knows? So, for the moment, that's all I'm going to really talk about right now. Um, there hasn't been too much other news other than that. Uh, Deshaun Watson stuff. Again, Browns look stupid. I said that before, and I'm going to say it again. Browns do look stupid. Baker Mayfield did get traded since I believe I made that video. Not sure if it was before or after, but he got traded. Um, now the quarterback of probable this season will be Jacoby Grissett. They go from Baker Mayfield making them go to the playoffs for the first time in God knows when and making them decently relevant to Deshaun Watson, doesn't play a game yet, probably won't for a bit, going to Jacoby Brissett. I mean, not a good look. I mean, they got good defense, decent weapons, and great running backs, good decent receivers. Um, But who knows? I mean, personally, if I got um, – if I am there, if I'm a receiver – I would ask for a trade just because I don't want to have Jacoby Brissett throwing me a ball for a year and hoping that Deshaun Watson, when he comes back, he's still in that 2019 form. I believe it was 2019 when he played really well um, for the Texans because that would be 2023, and that would be about four years since he's played really well. Could be 2020, one of the two, but yeah. Um. This is the outro right now. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry for being gone so long. Um, weekly uploads will most likely start. I am going to be working almost every day starting next week. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to try to get more episodes out. This is a long one, actually. Looking at it, it's going to be about 28 minutes. But, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.